What is up, football fans? Welcome back to another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. This is your host, Steve Hillen, along with your fellow football host, Alex the Marine Ruiz, Matt Bear Kaczynski. Gentlemen, it is our 50th, I repeat, 5-0, our 50th episode here tonight. Almost at that full year. Yeah, can you believe it? It was it was almost uh, almost like you said a year a year ago where we started doing this. Uh, we started what in March, so we're almost coming up on a full year. Yeah, mm-hmm. started. Uh, so, uh, that's unfortunate for our, the years that listen. Well, you know, we appreciate anybody who stuck with us this <laughs> no, we long. Do. We do. Sure. Awesome. But uh, yeah, I figured I figured uh, it would be a good it would be a good thing to let everybody know we. We've hit a milestone on the show, 50 episodes. Hopefully we can get uh, another 50 and counting in as we continue to talk football. It never sleeps here. Um, That's one of the great things about uh, this country is it's all football all the time. So we love that. So um, we thank thank our buddies at String Sports Brewery who totally understand that passion of of all football all the time. And and we hope our – our listeners are right there with us. So we, uh, we will start off as we do every show with our drink of the night. And um, I, I was cleaning out my bar area uh, today and I found where Fluff had hidden another Old English malt liquor. Uh, so I went ahead and put it in the fridge. So I have an OE again tonight. <laughs> like the gift that keeps on giving yeah you know malt malt liquor so that's what i've got i'm uh, gonna shock everybody and uh i have a mcultris there you go okay figured i'd uh you know uh spice it up a little bit and i also have my fellow or my uh go-to uh sparkling ice pomegranate blueberry pomegranate blueberry now is it made with uh does it got like real juice in it? Uh, sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's not. No, it, it's got. Here's 1%. here's the real answer. Who gives a shit, right? It's one percent juice, so one. that's not even juice. But 1%. you know what? It's basically a better version of like Lacroix. Yeah, that's true. I you know I've never been one to drink those fizzy waters or. You know, things like that. But pomegranate blueberry it seems like a good flavor. Now, Alex, you're driving, so there's no drink of the night for you. Um, so we, we just want to we just want to let our listeners know that that's called being responsible. OK, folks. That it is. Angry or or a white claw. There you go. Okay, so back to the grindstone, Angry Orchard. That's that's what you got to do. Nothing wrong with that. Perfect for the for the fiftieth episode. So let's uh, let's start off though with uh, probably the biggest news from the past week or so. Now this is not really news to Alex because he kind of called this back in the day, but. We're talking about we're talking about the car the Carson Wentz trade from the Eagles to the Colts. Uh, the Colts <laughs> got Carson Wentz 
the Eagles are getting a third round pick this year and then a, a conditional second round pick that could turn into a first round pick depending on whether uh, Carson Wentz plays either 75% of the snaps or 70% of the snaps and the Colts make it to the playoffs. So Wentz is out of Philly. Uh, Philly, as we mentioned on this show numerous times right now, is in complete chaos, or as Matt likes to refer to, a complete dumpster fire. Um, But they have moved on from Wentz. Um, Lots of mixed emotions from what I could tell with the Philly faithful. Uh, But the Colts are getting Wentz. He's teaming up with Frank Reich, who was the OC when they won the Super Bowl. Um, we'll see how that pairing goes. So initial initial reactions, initial thoughts on the Wentz to the Colts trade, boys. Uh, I mean, dude, for me, you guys know, I called it a while ago. It's, it's nothing surprising to me. Um, I think the interesting dynamic here is that he is reuniting with Frank Reich when he had him uh, back at Philly, and they went 11 and two. Um, yeah, so well, me, the hunch, again, the hunch is right on the money, it, and like you happen. said, the pairing seems to be one that makes sense, at least you know from the from the common folk uh, perspective. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> there you go. Um, I'm gonna call I it. I mean, the one little, thing I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call Philly it. Philly won the Super because of right? so it's you know, kind of fitting. I mean, we know the story with Winston Foles and all that fun stuff, but um, I don't know. I you know, I personally, I really don't think that. Um, I don't really know that either team really wins a whole lot out of it. I, I really truly don't. I don't think Wentz comes in and does enough for that team because I just don't think he has it anymore. I think he was like a flash in the pan, to be honest. And then, you know, now you got Philly with Hurts. And, yeah, they get the, you know, a third round this year, and then it could be a first. That's a, the sad thing, that's a big ass to get 75% of the snaps from Wentz. Like, that's a Well, I mean, that's, that's a, you know, that that's there because they – are banking on him having to having to be healthy and having to play. I just even you know draft capital is big, but I mean well, the I would big thing too is Philly's Colts, taking the Philly's taking the thirty million dollar cap hit on this too. I think Philly loses more than the Colts. I just don't really know how much the Colts are really winning. I mean, also, they're getting a trial quarterback really. The, the, the Colts. The Colts have won more of this trade only because you yeah. had. Yeah, there's there's the still question Eagles marks in Philly at quarterback, even with Hurts. Jalen Rager is being the starter next season, so they're already in a situation where, yeah, they still have to figure out who's going to be the guy to start Week One under center. Um, yeah, and now well, it's going to be. NFC East has it'll be the typical spotlight on the and NFC and East, and it'll be the typical chaos. But my question on this Wentz deal is. Does Wentz to the Colts? The Colts were a playoff team last year with Rivers. Are they? Are they a playoff team with Wentz? Oh, I don't think so. Depends on how he meshes with Frank. I, like, I, 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 I don't see it working. I mean, I'm not trying to be a hater. I, I, I don't see them making it back. Very well. 
in, in Indy. I mean, I think Indy's a good team. They are probably a playoff caliber team, regardless of the quarterback, which is kind of insane to think about because I don't know how many teams have that, but they need to get a solid quarterback in there that is more than just serviceable and actually has a little longevity to him. And then I think the Colts start becoming a, uh, a pretty dominant team. But Wentz is just too injury-prone, and I just don't think he's – is his best football behind him? I 100% think it is, and I don't even know if it's just the injury. I, just, I don't see it. You know, he's not doing anything. Did he lose his mojo getting, getting whooped in Philly? I think so, and I think what he can do is already known. There's nothing that he's going to show you that we don't already know. And that was kind of the mystique with him for a little while. It was like, okay, well, what does Wentz do? Oh, he's kind of athletic. Oh, he can make some cool throws, too. I mean, honestly, more quarterbacks are learning arm angles than ever, so it's not that fascinating anymore, and not that doesn't set them apart the same way. Um, I don't know. It remains to be seen. I mean, it's a good combo. And on paper, him rejoining with basically the uh, – he should be the king in Philly for getting him an actual Super Bowl, which is so mind-blowing. Um, it, it works on paper in that regard. I just don't know if that on paper is going to translate to – on the field and gel well with the rest of the team that's already in place. So yeah, well they they still have to. I mean they've got a good offensive line now. They're gonna have to replace Costanzo at left tackle, but Taylor at running back and Naeem Hines at running back. That's a good combination that he's got in terms of a running game. He's got some some pass catchers with the Michael Pittman, the young guy, and you know we don't know if they're gonna bring back T. Y. Hilton or not. Jack Doyle at tight end. So I mean he's got. He's got some pieces around. I think that the Colts will probably look to strengthen the offense around Wentz, who, let, let's face it, the uh, the skill position or the supporting cast that Wentz had in Philly the last two years was abysmal. Not to say that he played well, but he didn't exactly have a lot of support either. So we'll see. Obviously, the jury uh, is out. But if, uh, if Reich thinks that um, he can rekindle – what they were putting together in Philadelphia in Indianapolis, then of course they got a shot. And honestly, you know, in their division right now, it's, it's a two team race between them and Tennessee, because we know Houston's going to have a world of problems and Jacksonville is still a long way away from being a, a good football team, even with all of the, uh, the promise and of a new coach and the top pick and all that stuff. They're, they're still a ways away. So it's, it's really Tennessee and Indy in that division. So, I mean, if if uh, Frank Reich can get Wentz to be, you know, somewhat uh, similar to what he was when they won the Super Bowl that year, then uh, then I think Indy will have a shot. But if, if it's the same old Wentz who's got his psyche all beat up, uh, then, you know, they're, they're in for a rude awakening, and then the trade was terrible for him. So we'll, we'll see. But time, time will tell as, as always, right? Yeah, it's uh, definitely going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, obviously, it's had an impact for you know, two-thirds of this podcast as Giants fans, so we're going to be paying attention to that pretty closely. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you know, hey. So, let's, let, let's, uh, let's get into some of the meat and potatoes of the offseason, boys. We... We spoke last week about how we're going to look into uh, some salary cap situations as we, uh, we found out that the, the floor of the salary cap is going to be 
$180.5 million. Um, it could be a little higher than that, but right now we're going to operate under the pretense that the salary cap will be 180.5. And so we're going to start with the, some of the, the easy ones are the teams that, that have a ton of space. So we'll, we'll start at the top where we don't have to analyze because they've got a ton of money, a ton of flexibility. So the Jaguars are, are at the top, $82 million in cap space. Um, obviously, they're going to have to wait and see um, what players actually make it to free agency now that the, uh, the franchise tag period has started. Um, it started back on the 23rd, and you got until March of the 9th to, to designate your franchise tagged players. But uh, the Jaguars have tons of cap room. Um, obviously, they've also got a ton of draft picks and draft capital so they'll be looking to spend some of that money and let's face it with a team like Jacksonville who just went one in 15 and has holes everywhere uh you got to spend your money um yeah I'm gonna argue that's a better one in 15 team than we've seen ever yeah I mean Uh-oh. maybe they were they were they were not very good I mean to put it to put it politely but you know the thing they actually have pieces that's what's kind of mind blowing well, I mean, if How you're if you're the optimistic ha- glass half full guy, I would agree. I would agree with that. They have some pieces, but I, you know, they're no how they're a lot more and what they can do around them. That's so, right. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's a very optimistic view. But I, I mean, I'm just throwing it out that you've got to like the Jaguars put themselves in weirdly enough a good position. You get 82 million cap space with only 4.2 in dead money. Like that's not bad. Yeah, well, I mean that—that's what honestly though. That's what happens when you roster dump and you get rid of some Absolutely. of the best players. So, I mean, yes, but here's the way you got to look at it: is if you're in a roster dump, at least have make sure you get that top pick, and at least make sure that you've got a crap ton of cap space behind you to manipulate, move, and pay, bring in free agents as they come along and all that. So, yeah. well. We'll see how we'll see how it unfolds. How they decide to spend that money. the The next team on the list in terms of most cap room is the Jets. Who, you know, there's a team that I think on paper, roster wise, is even worse off than the Jaguars. Um, and so we'll see what they do. They've got a lot of roster building to do. I mean, they it seems like they hit on their first round pick at left tackle, Makai Becton. But honestly, you could look at the Jets roster and be like, uh, they're all they're all indispensable. Uh, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a jet fan, but you know, I, I watched them obviously play head to head against the chargers this year. There's not much on that roster that says I feel confident or I feel good about that. Um, so we'll, we'll see how they spend their money. Obviously they got the second pick in the draft. So they've got a big, uh, decision to make there. One of the surprising teams, the third team, and Alex had mentioned this, the new England Patriots have 62 million in cap space. You, you know Belichick is licking his chops about how to build the team. Bangers, bro. It's. I I think Bangers. you're gonna have this is gonna be like the vendetta period of now that Brady went to Tampa and won Super Bowl. Belichick's gonna be like, all right, look, I can win a Super Bowl without him. Let's go. Well, Let's he's gonna be it. he's gonna be pressed and challenged to do it. I mean. Now they're going to get a bunch of guys back who obviously sat out, you know, this past season with COVID. But I mean that those guys are all accounted for when it comes to the salary cap. So um, they got a ton, they got a ton of room, man. So that's 
That's a scary thing. You give Belichick uh, money to play with, I guess. You know what's crazy? See, now here's the re- why I brought it up the way I did earlier. Going back real quick. The biggest difference, though, is like the Jets have a crappy roster and they have cap space. That's a 14.9 million dead cap space. With a crappy roster, you have a lot of cap space, but that's still a good amount of dead cap money to have. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not the worst in the league, but absolutely. No. Now, you know, we were mentioning the Colts. The Colts have 43 million. <laughs> in cap space and they just made this trade. So, I mean, they got a lot of, they got a lot of room and flexibility. If there's, um, you know, if there's a, a move to be made in free agency, whether it's bringing in a wide receiver or an offensive lineman in front of Wentz. So, I mean, that just helps a strong, I mean, that's a team with a very good roster and cap space. And like you said, if you got, if you've got a good roster in place and you've got cap space, those are the teams that can, sign one difference maker type of player with their cap space and, and make a run at a Super Bowl. So, I mean, the Colts could be looking at making some kind of move like that where maybe they highlight one big-time guy um, to add and use that and use that space. So, we'll, we'll see. And, you know, Washington is only a couple, couple of spots down. They got 38 mil in cap space. Uh, I mean, at least in our opinion, they're pretty loaded on their defense. Um, I would not be surprised if they're a team that starts to f- try to address the offensive side of the ball a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that was – obviously we talked about that being their biggest pain point, right, was we looked at – we looked at the team overall and said, all right, look, they might do something, they might not do something this year. But then you go and look at their defense, and obviously Chase Young proved that he's that guy that's going to transform a defense and be the face for the team, right? So we see what's going on with them, and then you just kind of look at it. They're, they're not really scoring points. They're not getting down the field on offense. The defense is out there, you know, 40 minutes a game. They're just struggling. Um, so I, I think I think for them the – the biggest, the biggest move for them this offseason. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if one of those free agent wide receivers get down the field. Um, that doesn't get franchise tagged if they get, if they sign them if they go after a QB exactly or that. quarterbacks. I mean, the thing is, is all of these teams. Which, what's really interesting, you look at like the top. I don't know what. I'll go all the way down to. I say you, you could go. You could go all the way down really to like. Dallas or Baltimore, who've got eighteen million or nineteen million in cap space oh, right mean, now. There's a lot of flexibility yeah. for about a dozen teams. Now, well, I was going to go a little higher only because of team needs, but we'll go all the way down to the Ravens because actually they are a team that is in need of this. And what's really interesting to me is you've got some teams that have quite a good amount of flexibility in their cap space with a lowered cap season to begin with. Yeah, I think they prepared surprised. for that. Don't be surprised if you see some uh, a, a bigger name wide receiver. I am not going to put any guesses as to who, because that's almost impossible. But, you know, there could be a bigger name receiver that ends up going to one of these teams that is more in the bottom tier only simply because they can build around them and they've got the cap space to then sign them now and be able to have back end yeah. as the cap space goes up. So who knows? Like, you know, a team like Washington adds another receiver. So you know, saying, maybe Baltimore does. I doubt saying. it because they never seem to do that. But, like, what about the Patriots? You need well, a playmaker. Well, yeah, they're going to be in the market. They got to do it's, something on offense. It's going to be interesting. The Colts, about, hey, let's get another playmaker. Like you said, they're one piece possibly away. Maybe making that run. If Wentz is up to par, 
it's I think the receiver market's gonna get really interesting, especially with some of these teams that've got a lot of cap space. Yeah. Yeah. So what you're saying by big name wide receiver is that is that you're you know your actually I'm going to be honest with that I, I wouldn't be surprised somewhere. if he does end up somewhere different. Yeah, I mean here. Oh, he's yeah. been used he's been and the fact that his salary coming he's, he's he's almost sixteen million against the cap. None of it guaranteed. They save sixteen million if they cut him and they designate it after. June first. I mean, he he could go, be a cap casualty for sure. The Browns could just dump him and then go get Allen Robinson for a reasonable contract and pair him up. Yeah, I I would not be surprised if Odell is a cap casualty. I mean, he hasn't like Alex said, he hasn't done squat. Where's um, he gonna go though? That's the problem. Oh, I mean, him, you know that. If I knew that, <laughs> you know who? Oh, man. Just like, the, just like to point out. Just like to point out that I was begging for them to oh, trade yeah. him. No, nobody on this podcast disagrees with you. And we, oh, won, yeah. we won that trade as well. We all <laughs> – I was never no, – No, I know. This is for our viewers. Let's – you know, one of the possibilities, um, you know, could could be, you know, Miami who's got cap space and, and needs some weapons for Tua. Um, you know, probably not Washington. Definitely not New England. But – you know, maybe I don't think he returns back to New York and goes to the Jets. But um, you know, there's some he de- he won't go to Dallas. You know, they won't they won't want to deal with that kind of headache. But you know, who knows? So that this is all assuming the Browns want to cut him. If the Browns keep him, you know, fine by me, whatever. But um, let's go to the other side of the coin here and the teams that are in just salary cap hell. And we'll start at the bottom of the list. The New, Orleans, so the New Orleans Saints, $70, 70 million over the cap right now, boys. And, and here's some of the notes oh, I took, good. right? So, obviously, we don't know with Breeze if he's going to play, um, if he's going to retire, if he plays. I would say, signs all seem to him wanting to come back from everything I've read. So. He right. said he wants to come back. Well, if he, come, if he comes back, he, he, if he, comes he went, back, he went on Twitter and said he wants to come hit, back. Which is no big deal. But if he comes back, the real problem is your Taysom Hill contract, which is sixteen million dollars against your salary cap. It's ridiculous. The, How like the, only the Saints would put themselves in that situation? Yeah, they did. Man. They screwed themselves. It, it's I don't know. Well, if you think about it, give a tight end who is a gadget player. He's his his guarantee. He's got seven million in guaranteed money. His cap hit. Is sixteen million. Uh, I mean, if they if they cut them, yeah, they save five, but then they take on an eleven million dollar dead money cap penalty. I mean, you're uh, that's a bad that's a bad deal for a guy who's not really a quarterback. Right. I, I mean, I definitely agree, and I see where you're going with the whole situation. The one up that the Saints do have in this situation is they do have a quarterback, um, and that's I mean that's really well, the that's, that's, that's the focal point for the it. team, right? He's so cheap, they they've got that piece. Um, I don't, I don't, I just don't know if Michael Thomas is going to make that salary cap 
Yeah, I mean, listen, if there's nobody else, they would have to cut like, their 30 other players in the roster a lot of to even. And, and even some elite no, talent. But they've got just so many guys that are double-digit cap hits going into this season right now. And, I mean, like I said, the Taysom Hill one is just the worst number of the bunch because of the yep. type of player he is. And, the, I mean, he's fourth on the team in terms of his cap number for them going into this Which year. Is ridiculous. And that's not even a but guy who plays like, all the time. Yeah, but you're also looking like, I mean, yeah. dude, there are some teams or some guys, like when you start diving into it, like you're, why are you paying Janoris Jenkins $14.2 million a year? Yeah, well, he, he could be a cut. He could be a cut because they would save about – Ten million. Yeah, I, I mean, like if you go and look, they only save about seven. He's like seven. He's a seven million dollar dead cap Listen, I'm telling you right now, you can if you if you dig if you really dig into and they've got they've yeah, got that's a lot, man. Players got that are set to make space. ten million dollars this year. I'm telling you, the oh, yeah, they have to. Yeah, they'll they're, keep. They're gonna they're gonna keep Cam Jordan. Sure. You'd think they're so. gonna try to keep. They're gonna try to keep. Yeah, Michael Thomas. Back, yeah. We know they're gonna keep. We know they're gonna keep Drew Brees. But uh, I mean, th- what are we looking at? Yeah. We're looking at Demario Dude, Davis. Uh, yeah. I mean, Andrew Pete, There's gonna be some veterans. Juan Alexander, Jack will definitely stay, Jenkins. Yeah. Even though he's guaranteed, he's got no guarantee. There's gonna be uh, veterans that get cut. There's no. There's no. I mean, they have to listen. They're they're seventy million over the cap, so. The the Saints have to. They got Emmanuel something. Sanders making ten. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what you call cap hell. Yeah, it's cap hell. And you know what? The next team on the list, the Eagles, they're in cap Ain't hell too. I mean, they're they're forty three million over. They've got a ton of veterans who have just bad bad contracts, bad cap numbers right now. I mean, you know, I I got to believe that the Eagles are going to move on from Zach Ertz, whether it's trade. Or release, I think Ertz's days are done. Um, but I mean, they got they got some some guys. Now, the weird thing is, is they've got a lot. They've got a fairly good amount of guys that are even at the top end of their cap hit that are have a zero guarantee. Yeah, which I mean that that helps when it when you're talking about like the the dead money penalties. But still, at the yeah. end of the day, it's the cap it's the cap hit that you oh, have to look course. at. And I mean, they've got they've got a, a lot of figuring out to do. I mean, they're going to be. I mean, they're paying for this Carson Wentz thing, obviously. Even though he's not contracted with them, that's just dead money going against their caps. I mean, they're they got a lot of a lot of cap hell to get themselves out of too, obviously, and just adds to the chaos that is in Philadelphia. Um, our favorite team to talk about with their salary cap, the Rams. They're thirty three million over the cap and somehow they just keep fucking landing big money deals with their guys. I mean, obviously we know Aaron Donald and Ramsey, you know, they've got Stafford now, um, Cooper cup and Robert Woods. Those guys get paid. I, I think um, the Rams, they might be looking at their offensive line, like Whitworth and, and Havistein as old veteran players, you know, kind of past their, their prime uh, big, Big cap hits could be guys that they potentially, you know, see the veteran cut. You never know. Well, what's interesting is when you look at theirs, too, uh, when I was digging through, um, you've got guys that are making some mega cap hits. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are getting paid, man. And they're getting paid pretty well, too. I mean, you got five guys that are getting 
paid really well. But then when you start looking, there's a steep drop off thing that. So if they can, if that's they can because they've a done a very veterans, good job with their late round draft picks. Exactly. So you know they are in cap hell because they still are quite over the cap. But I tell you one that scratches makes me want to scratch my nuts. Tyler Higby, seven and a half million dollar cap hit for a backup yeah. tight end. Yeah. I'd, Beats me. Um, I mean, they use the they use the Everett guy uh, more at tight end than they use Higby. But what do I know? Say, uh, but they are a team that does. They have some flexibility with some of those guys. That yeah. well, you, you know, know, they actually saved money by trading uh, away Goff and getting Stafford. So I, you know, it did help. That's part of their plan, just, I guess. Which is crazy. Yeah. But. Well, they're, obviously, we know that they're a win now. Yep. They're going for it. Same with the Chiefs, who are $23 yep. million over the cap right now. Um, I honestly, That's something to keep an eye for, though. I don't know Lose. who. I don't know how the Chiefs are going to finagle getting underneath That's the cap with some of their players that they got. Unless, unless they cut a guy like Eric Fisher, who had the bad Achilles injury in the playoffs. I mean, they could save a, a ton of money on his $15 million cap hit. If they cut him, same with Anthony Hitchens, who's a veteran linebacker. These guys have no guaranteed money on their on their contracts. So I mean, that could be two potential uh, guys that get cut. Um, you know, but it's it's it, that's a they're I've a tricky that, one. Though. They're a tricky one. Outside of that one, though, there's some guys that if you start toying with the idea of cutting, it absolutely changed the dynamic of that entire team, and that's. Yeah. Well, yeah. Actually... You can't. You can't get rid of the honey badger. You know. You can't get rid of Tyreek Hill. You can't get rid of Mitchell Schwartz Frank at Clark. right tackle. You know. I mean, Frank. Frank Clark, Clark making twenty six million. That's... You know. That's a. St- I mean, but he's been a good player for them. So the problem is, that's the pro- well. The problem is, is they. Yeah, that's a bad team deal, but great player deal. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's going to do with Frank Clark, man. That guy's forty mil dead cap. So, yeah, right? they're they're yeah. sitting there. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Start adding up Chris Jones mil of their cap next year. So, I would see, I would see Chris Jones, Terry, those guys, Terry those guys are, are going to be there. Fisher, maybe Eric Fisher. because of the injury, we'll see. But you never know. So they're. They are an interesting one. When I was taking my notes about, you they know, could be in one of the more like difficult situations, yeah. and just the fact that there's a lot of guys they cannot afford to try to cut. I would agree. Even I would agree cap. with that. Now, the the Falcons, who's who are kind of in a similar boat, you know, twenty million over the cap. I made a big notable uh, a notable note here. Notable note. You like that? I made, I made a, I made a note. Uh, the, the Falcons absolutely need to cut Dante notable Fowler note. Jr. Because he's $18.5 million cap hit. Um, they, <laughs> I mean, what has that dude done since he's left the University of Florida? Absolutely nothing. Um, eh, you know, he's, he's, that's an odd guy. He, he's, a, he's a good player, guy. but 18 5 I don't think so. It, it, and exactly, he's stuck. They're stuck. The, so, the problem yeah. here well, is that those are the tough questions you got to answer. You know, you got to answer. Though. <laughs> he's. To, you don't want to, 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 to you be don't honest want to, here. To be honest. If you want to go and really dig at their roster, 
um, the best. Yeah, and they're not going to the move. Best they're not going to move on from their best defensive is, is Brady Jarrett at five mil. That's the biggest yeah, amount yeah. of cap but space. But you got to look at five I mean, mil. Sometimes it, with it these things, you know, you got to look at. You got to look beyond <laughs> the dead money, and you got to look. You got to look at like, okay, well, what are we? What are we paying this guy? We may have to take the penalty this year, but we got to free up some space. And I mean, Fowler. That's going to be the interesting thing too. Is well, yeah, his cat. Yeah, I mean, his yeah, cat Matt, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. I mean, the thing is, is like, it's, it's hard no for way. teams to do that too, just for a simple fact that you're you're going to say in theory that you're going to have a higher cap space next year, but there's no guarantee that the money that's going to be brought in this year because we still don't know. There's still a lot of unanswerable questions about it, and sure. it's hard to, you know, you you can't only look at dead money like, oh, we can't cut you because of dead money, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens with, I think what, we'll see possibly some cap casualties once we start seeing um, what teams do post-draft. Well, I mean, That's gonna you're going to you're gonna know. We all know that, but. You're going to know with the franchise tag yeah. a, well, yeah, a lot, too. too. You know, I mean, we saw today. You know, uh, Jarrell Casey got cut so that Broncos freed up an extra $5 million. We saw what our $12 million. Adam Humphreys got cut by the Titans. That freed up $5 million. I mean, these are the kind of things that are going to continue to keep happening um, as people get ready to position themselves for – no. The Titans weren't even in that bad of a spot, though, man. Like, if you go and look at where they're at, I mean, if they sign – Everybody that's currently on their roster, they've, I mean, it's not enough. Obviously, they have to make a couple adjustments. Yeah, but, but you got to think, I mean, teams I mean, they're, are probably they're trying to position themselves the for cap limit. either a run at something in free agency to help a need or to just create some space, you know, after after the draft to see where you're at, to see if there's anybody left unsigned. That's where you're going to see some interesting is if there's any cap casualties, what teams maybe now – then look at their own team and go, okay, well, you're a cap casualty, so we're going to sign that guy. Yeah. So well, that'll be interesting. They're always going to be looking at that. I mean, oh, of course. let's, let's uh, you know, there's other teams that are going to have to finagle, you know, the Steelers, the Packers, the Vikings, you know, the Raiders, yeah. the Lions. Uh, all these teams got to make some moves to get underneath the cap. Um, you know, and then there's other teams you'll that have won't have to do too that much. Cap casualty there, though. A lot of those guys are going to be, that you'll see getting cut from those teams. They're just going to be like the – well, like More the, role player type the Raiders, they're going to have to decide because, like, Mariota's got but, 11 yeah. million, you know, against the cap. Plus, plus they got Derek Carr. Uh, I, I think that they'll move. I think they're going to cut their offensive tackle, Trent Brown, because he's 14 yeah. million against the cap. No guaranteed money if they cut him. It's 14 million that they're saving, and he hasn't done squat since they signed him from the Patriots. That was a bad deal. Um, a real bad deal. <laughs> so, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders cut Brown, if they move on from Mariota, um, unless they trade Carr, which I don't think that's happening. Um, but we'll see. So, I mean, they got to they gotta go and finagle. I think, um, I think Jimmy Graham from the Bears is probably going to get cut. That'll save them 10 mil. You know, they drafted Cole Komet, the tight end, in the second round out of Notre Dame a couple of years ago. So, I think that Jimmy Graham is probably one of those veteran guys uh, who could get the axe um, just because of a team needing to get under. Um, but let's let's get right into the meat and potatoes, though, boys. The Giants are technically under the cap right now. But if they – I mean, I'm here's my notes, and this is just me in my opinion. 
But they, mine, they, need to, they need to cut Solder, Zeitler, and Tate. That's thir- that's thirty million that they free up with three guys that honestly they don't really yeah. need. Yeah, I got ten mil, twelve mil, and eight and a half mil. That's not thirty mil. It's not that yeah, but, yeah, you're, but I you're, mean you're Solder's not, dead money is only six and a half. Dead money we take Zeitler, on two and a half, Tate two. Not wrong. I'm looking at it on over the cap right now for 2021. Wrong. Solar's is 10 and a half. Bro. Solar's do 10 and a half. That's if you do the cut pre-June 1st. We're not guaranteed, but he's 10 and a million. He designated post-June 1st, you can save. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what they'll do if the the Giants will will designate a post-June 1st release of these guys. And, I mean – Either way, I think those are three guys the Giants can do without to save some save some money to and bring back Leonard Williams. Well, supposedly they're nowhere close. Yeah, because <laughs> we're, yeah, we're paying way too much for Andrew Thomas. Deal. Well, that's because he was the fourth different. pick in the draft. That's why. But remember, over the course, <laughs> yeah, we should have we should have gone to we should have gone to another relax. player. No, but he's got to be a good player. He, and he will be. He is much improved. Like whatever. I, I just Colorado. say, I just say this from the perspective that you gotta, you gotta re-sign Leonard Williams. You got three I guys you could get rid of that it would not make a difference if you had him or not. I Zeitler would be the only one that I would say. Yeah, but I, I like, I like but, Shane Lemieux enough. But I do like Shane Lemieux. I like you can, I, I mean, you can keep Hernandez. And I think Lemieux. they're all cap casualties. I think. Yeah. Well. Here's, Hopefully, here's Gettleman we agrees. If, well, here's where we got to see if Gettleman is still wearing those big old boy pants they wore in Carolina and doesn't care if you're a veteran or not. And it's like, if I can save cap money, see you later. Gettleman should be looking at his line as he's got Andrew Thomas, he's got Hernandez, he's got yes. Gates, he's got Lemieux, and he's got Pert. Pert, yep. That's how we should look at All it. All right. There's, and then we got, you know. That that is an easy way to save money. Keep yourself under the cap. See if there's any other free agents outside of Leonard Williams or that you're going to save. And you know, um, I say you sign, you cut those three guys. You re-sign Leonard Williams to a big deal. Then you go after a guy like Patrick Peterson to be corner opposite James Bradbury. Could be too wishful thinking, but I love it. Um, I think. Oh, that's what the off season's for. I think it could make sense. Uh, that would be the guy that I would want them to go after if they're going to sign anybody. Um, my only call be a on great that fit is, in the secondary. See, that's the thing. On paper, he is a great fit for the Giants' defense and what we saw last year. My only problem is, is I don't want them to just start firing away on big defensive contracts when they did it kind of without that last year, and their offense is so abysmal that they might have to make a run at a receiver. Well, that is and true. They're going to have to put money towards that. And I think that's – as much as I want them to draft a receiver, which I still think they should draft a, try to draft a number one. They should. I think they've got to sign a free agent receiver. I think that needs to be as just as important as signing uh, Williams and cutting Solder, Zeitler, and Tate. Your thoughts, Alex? I mean, look, I, I agree with it. The Giants need to address the offense. They're in a terrible situation right now. I mean, I would even go so far as saying that Sol- Solder, Zeitler, Tate, 
friggin' I'll even throw Sterling Shepard in the mix because the guy's seven mil against the cap. And well, really, they have I mean, really, you gotta remember, they're not utilizing really him. Now, if you play him on the outside, set up right, that they fine. want People, to uh, utilize. I mean, I get that, but if you if you want to compare, if you want to look at, if, I'm not even kidding you. This is a wild ass stat here. But if you go and look at Sterling Shepard on the outside versus the slot, is a more effective yeah. receiver this well, season I mean, than be, some of the top wideout receivers out there. It's I, and dude, look, I don't think he's that good at all. Like, I don't think he's that good. But if you look at his stat line. It's comparable to like, holy though, crap. All right, this dude just needs to play on the outside. outside and he's going to be able to receiver, really hold his own when he's, you know, man-on-man coverage on the top-tier corner, um, which, again, begs the question or begs the, the point that they absolutely have to find a number one receiver, whether it is free agency or in a draft, and it has to be this year because you've got to keep – you've got to keep yeah. it. you got to you got to put the pedal on now. It needs to be the draft, honestly. Offense before you lose gas with that defense. Because right now that defense is going to shape up to be really damn good, especially if they can re-sign Leonard Williams. And you can't let it go too far. And you got to remember, you got Barkley. If you think there's anything really truly left in that tank, you've got to make the play to get playmakers now. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're going to have to – They're going to have to show his last season. big contract so here for him. So that's going to be interesting. That's right. You know, another – Another team that's kind of in a similar boat in terms of interesting decisions on who to keep, who to let go, the Super Bowl champs, the Bucks. I mean, they got some guys who, you know, they're going to have to decide, you know, with Shaq Barrett, Chris Godwin, you know, uh, Levante David, which of these guys are they re-signing, who are they franchise tagging, who are they letting go? You know, I mean, they're not going to – they're pro- they're probably not going to cut some of their – some of their guys that were, you know, key key players. You know, JPP was a was a, a key player. You know, um, I'm not going to cut JPP. You know, you're going to see Devin White. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. So their their Smith decisions are more anywhere. so their decisions are more so about the guys that could be potential free agents and well, who are they going to keep. Yeah, I mean, they, they got, I mean, they've got a, a lot of guys that Brady recruited and, in are free agents this year. So, yeah, I mean, Gronk's, you know, you know Gronk's another one. Gronk, Fournette. Yep. Yeah, I mean, like, um, right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, they, they're they their decisions, on the roster you know, they season, have so. some cap space, you know, but their decisions are mostly going to be who are they, who are they bringing back, who are they letting go, who are they tagging. So that'll be very interesting. Um, because you know, there's some good, pl- I mean, you know, Chris Godwin and Shaq Barrett and Levante David, those are really good football players. So, you know, if they're, if they're hit the, if they hit the free agent market, uh, you know, there's going to be teams yep. who are looking to bring those guys in because they know that they're championship, you know, pedigree type players. So that'll be, it'll be interesting with the bucks, you know, um, same with, same with, uh, you know, Seattle and, and all of this, uh, all of this drama with Russell Wilson right now. Does he want to be there? Does he not want to be there? What's going what's gonna to happen with Russ? Well, I can tell you one thing is if Seattle gets rid of Russ, they will be – I mean, the Seahawks are crazy if they trade Russell Wilson, right? I mean, here's the thing. I'm going to go down this route real quick, and I'll keep it as short as I possibly can. <laughs> Thank you, Deshaun Watson. 
I'm going to give you the largest middle finger ever. I liked him. I don't right now. He has every right with what's happening with Houston. 100% don't hate the guy. But at the end of the day. He's trying to turn the NFL into the NBA. It's starting to get guys wheels turning of like, hold on, look. If I make a big enough stink, I'm going to get traded out. I mean, look at Well, Ramsey did it first. And Ramsey kind of put that – he kind of started that. And now if you got a quarterback that's going to do it, now you get the highest level, yep. you know, contract. Um, who knows? Now, I, I I think Seattle would be absolutely insane. It seems like there's less – What if Houston and Seattle just traded Russ and Deshaun? <laughs> I know. Well, the problem is, is he came out happen. and said that – yeah, and he don't want to go to Houston. Russell Wilson had oh, yeah, the no trade clause in his list. contract. It's like, dude, I know. I like you, he didn't Russell. demand a trade, but he's got four teams that he wants to go to. That's some. Hey, so that that original list is wrong. And so yeah, Schefter well, yeah. came out with it uh, recently. He was like, "Yeah, apparently he never requested and, a trade, but." Yeah. If it were to be one, he and would only I'm sorry, go to what I don't Cowboys, is, Saints, dude, Raiders, and Bears. You won't want to get sacked like, anymore because you're sick of it. Come on, not exactly going to the best offensive line teams. Yeah, I mean the Saints have well, a good I, line. I, I get that, Come on, but the Saints have like no cap five times again. Dallas like, has I got Dak trying to figure that situation out now. The Raiders, yeah, the Raiders. I you're not going to go to Oakland. I mean, the, the and then the only one is the Bears. Yeah. Okay. Well, what are you what are you gonna get in Chicago that you're not getting in Seattle? Uh, I don't know. It makes this story makes zero sense. So I don't know if it's like a lot of hot air and smoke that Seattle's trying to drum up so they can just kind of sort shit out behind the scenes and kind of sneak attack well, everybody because they should have been good. They want to be dealing with. I could tell you that. It's like. I really don't want Russell Wilson to be the per, like the prima donna like that, so I'm hoping it's not that. But it's a it's weird. It, it it's very odd to me. Like I don't know. Well, I mean, like I said, you don't want your quarterback to be the center of attention for any kind of bad reasons or distracting what's deemed to be it just, distracting reasons, right? It just to me, it, it, if I'm Seattle, I'm looking at it and I'm kind of laughing. I'm like. So if the story is somewhat true and you're kind of thinking that if you are going to get traded, these are the teams you would be willing to get traded to. Well, Seattle's got to draft an offensive lineman in the first round now, right? See, now that's the thing that sucks is, quite frankly. I mean, your quarterback's making this stink. You don't want to get sacked. Now you got to take an old lineman, right? And quite frankly, they could still stand to use a playmaker or two. So now you got to start building on the trenches. So what happens there now? I think they have to because their offensive line is evidently it, it's bad. <laughs> it's been awful. But yeah, I mean they're a team that has cap space. At least they're not in cap hell. Yeah, I mean they're not uh, in cap hell, but still, I mean they're they're in they a got, kind of, not much. They're in a kind of but, hell that you don't want to have. I mean, there's no there's no doubt about that. They don't want to be dealing with could a, be worse. Oh yeah, sure. You could be. They could be time, the Houston I mean, Texans. <laughs> You know, the thing is, is it's only February, so there's still a lot of time to determine what's going to happen with that, um, how much of it's hot air, how, of it, how much of it's real. I just still think it's a really odd move if Russ is actually hinting out the trade and those are the teams because it just doesn't seem – it seems like somebody just threw a couple teams on a whiteboard and is like, okay, we're going to run this story. Like, Schefter, what are you doing? Like, the, the teams make no sense if he wants to get out of Seattle – why would he go to any one of those teams? 
I, I don't know. I mean, in all in all, the, the teams don't really make sense except for Chicago. Um, yeah, but even still, what do you – I don't know. You're getting mad about getting sacked. It's not exactly like Mitchell Trubisky was, like, staying upright for minutes at a time in the pocket. Like, yeah. It's it's just odd. I think it's a very odd – it's one of the more strange stories we've seen. In well, the and you know so what far. I just thought of, too, is, you know, the Jets – own Seattle's first round pick because of that Jamal Adams deal. So Seattle, right. Seattle doesn't even pick until late in the second round anyway. <laughs> oh, what a so, that's gonna be a fun that's gonna be a fun yeah, story. Seattle to Seattle's got four draft picks. So they they actually you know what? Seattle they got no room to build the, the offensive line except for that second round pick. So I mean you're rich, you're really pigeonholing yourself, you know. Yep, that's that's why he's making this stink, dude. I don't think yeah. it's smoke. We we heard rumors of it before they signed him to a long-term deal. I mean, the guy wanted to go to a big city. So I, I think when when he went to the team and was like, I want to be more involved with personnel decisions yep. and I want to make sure we get this thing right because he wants to get back there. He wants to win the big one again, right? Um, for them not well, to involve him and be like, hey, you know, this is who I need on my O line to really make sure that I can stand up. Right? Unpopular opinion. Unpopular I mean, dude, opinion. that's and why that's why Watson's throwing this huge ass thing. Actually, build towards an offensive line based on their draft capital and their cap space. The other part of this is it is still a business at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. not every move is, hey, you're going to work really well on paper with this guy in our system. So. I agree with Russ being like, hey, look, I've had eight, I think it's eight seasons of 40 or more sacks, which is like leading the NFL, which is not something you want to lead the NFL in. Um, well, not that's, not if you're the quarterback. I get it. Yeah, he does. Nah, he has, he does hold the ball. And he's for a, a while, mobile though. quarterback, too. Yeah, he's he's but he makes plays, he does, man. But, but I he mean, does 40 touchdowns. And, oh, I'm not criticizing him on that really at all. I'm just. That's what the statistic is. If Russ is. wants to get um, traded, why doesn't he want to get traded to the Carolina Panthers? He played college ball in, in Raleigh. There's, I mean, uh, that, that's what I'm saying. There's other teams. Well, I mean, well, the, the Carolina I mean, Panthers are the only team. Because he wants states. a big market, dude. <laughs> Sierra, Sierra is sitting behind him pulling well, that I mean, Well, she go to the Jets. To back she wants to he ain't going to, to the York, Jets. Man. Even and with the all Giants their cap space, cap. unless they give up the second overall pick. Well, you ain't coming to the Giants, Russ, because we ain't got cap space. So, that I right. just it, – it's a very odd – We'd have to give up Daniel Jones well, and Saquon Barkley to get Russell Wilson. Or here's the question. Here, here's the question. <laughs> Dude, get all out. right. Uh, okay. Well, running back is going to get pretty <laughs> okay. damn good in, in the college right now, so you might be able to – you might be able to Giant, pluck a Giant's couple got a, guys. So, Giants got a better uh, O-line than Seattle. Let's do it. Back, you can, uh, and you already have Wayne Gallman. You got Wayne Gallman, who's looking to be a real solid number one somewhere, uh, split in time, or could be a number one, depending on the team. That's absolutely actually not as insane as Send Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Nate Solder over to Seattle for Russ. <laughs> hey, you need your offensive lineman. There you go. Protect. There you, go. you can have Solder protect Jones. There you go. There then you can take your 11th pick and you can draft Najee Harris. See you guys later. Now, here's the thing that's funny, though, if you really look at it, too. With Seattle, 
I did. Yeah. Good. Good, good luck. DK ain't No, I want Russ and Metcalf. <laughs> you and good DK. Playing. Um I'm gonna start wondering Russ if you and have, like, DK on the Cat. Giants. Good playing. Um, Alex would mail it. Alex would be like, I'll see you in the Super Bowl. Bro, don't get me started. I like I drafted yes, DK. We know. We know. We DK know. was my rookie draft, bro. Like I don't even yeah, care. We got you. Uh, Swole yeah, here's patrol. the thing: about Seattle, that he needs to trade that. It's real interesting. Is if they can't figure this out with Russ, does this start becoming a downfall of just the team as a whole, and are they going to start becoming a bottom tier team because they can't figure it out? He just doesn't want to switch systems, dude. He knows that this is probably Pete and Carroll's see, last freaking season. You, if the Seahawks thank can't you get for to going the, that route, because I wasn't again. sure if either of you guys Pete Carroll's not going to be there. Do we think Carroll's got one more more than a year in him? Because I don't well, think not so. Not if they go. And if Pete Carroll is notoriously get out of Dodge before it goes bad guy. He did it at USC. You know, he did it with the Patriots. Like, he's not going to stick around in Seattle and watch the ship go down. He's going to get out of there. So that's – here's the – now here's what – And if he Russ doesn't have do. Russ, he's definitely going to get out of there. Let's say, do you – as Russ, if you're in his position, you go, hey, let me ride this out and see what coach they bring and risk another year in Seattle? No, not if they can't build – Not Seattle. if they don't build the line with them. But here's the other thing that I find is really funny. These are guys that don't really have – the way the way each team is going, and I'm referring to both Watson and Russ, it's like they almost don't have a bargaining ship because they are like that quarterback is the face of that franchise. Respect. Well, yeah, I mean, both franchises it's, drafted them. It, it's that's those are going to be very they've made, interesting. They made their marks lines. with those teams. I, I think at the end of the day, I think Russ is in Seattle, but I don't see how yeah. Deshaun Watson stays in Houston. That's not – well he, – He's either going to sit or they're going to trade him. I am so intrigued to watch that poker game play out because yeah. who is going to break first? It's a the biggest game of chicken we've seen in a long time in the NFL, and it's going to be who's going to blink first. And – Yeah. The uh, Sean Watson seems like he's a steadfast kind of guy that would go, you know what, all right, you're not going to trade me. All right, we're going to training camp. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna stay I, over I here won't and, be surprised if Watson up. doesn't get traded that he pulls a Le'Veon Bell because he will because yeah because it's already been done so it's not like it's unprecedented. He'll be the next guy to do it if anybody does. Yeah. You want to know what'll happen is just because they are who they are, the Jets will trade the second overall pick for Deshaun Watson. Could you imagine? And then what? And then. <laughs> and goes back in and nah. gets another big franchise quarterback. I know, nah. but you gotta. We gotta come up with something. You know what's gonna be fun is they on next week's show when we start getting into all of these uh, stooges and all these mock drafts. We're gonna start to. We're gonna pull up some of our uh, our favorite and least favorite mock drafts from all over CBS. Uh, and, one of my favorite things. Oh yeah, we're gonna look at all the mock draft madness and we're gonna look at all these stooges and what they. What they've got, because now everybody's got at least one out or two. Some geeks have, you know, already three or four out right now. You know, some with no trades, some with projected trades. So we're going to analyze. We're going to have ourselves a mock draft mania on next uh, next week's episode as we get ready to uh, get into the draft and build up our show towards, you know, our 
our mock draft and our pre- predict the pick and all that kind of stuff. So it'll be, it'll be fun cool. and, and speculative and we can uh, air out our opinions on what these idiots were thinking or, or who we think we, uh, we agree with. So that'll be a, an interesting episode next week for sure. Yes, sir. But um, it, it is going to be, I mean, it, it's Alex's favorite part of the season for a reason. There's so so many possibilities, so much craziness that could happen. I mean, between the salary cap and what players get franchise tagged, who actually becomes a free agent, you know how this draft can can roll out. I mean, the team building aspect is always intriguing. You start adding the quarterback carousel drama, and that just adds well, to it. What makes this such an exciting time for a lot of people is. Everybody who's got these weird pipe dream type moves and signings and, you know, hey, we're going to trade this guy. This is when some of it doesn't always seem to be completely ridiculous right now. Now, in a month or two, yeah, then they become absurd. But right now is crazy interesting because it's this is where the rumors start blooming. You know, everybody's pipe dream rumors start kind of coming out of woodwork. Oh, yeah, I can't. I can't wait, boys. It'll be it'll be a good one. So um, we we hope everybody uh, tunes in. You know, even though it's the off season, like I said, this is some of the most intriguing stuff. So if you like this stuff like we do, tune in each and every week. Uh, you you can get some insight on what we think uh, might be happening. Break down some some draft day stuff. So we'll get into the mock draft mania next week. So uh, for myself. And Matt and Alex, it's been another episode of Pound the Pigskin where it's all football all the time, and we'll see you next week.